Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You got what I need. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Cott. And I'm Stephanie Sambari, and we are the hosts of That's So Retrograde. Part of us? For the past 200 and some episodes, we've been trying to figure out what the hell wellness is. We have inspiring and fun conversations with all types of amazing people, from healers to comedians to whatever's in between. We're five years in, but we're just getting started. So hop on board every Thursday to join the party and route to living your best life. And don't forget your cannabis. Or to check us out on Instagram at So Retrograde. That's right. Bye. See you there. Hi there, I'm Aliyah Kamalova with teammate Kayleen Holden and guest co-host Kia Myers-Dugan. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. Dealing with and working to overcome self-doubt is a common hurdle to progress, especially our career progress. And those struggles with self-doubt can keep you from speaking up or advocating for yourself. It can really cause you to settle for roles that don't reflect your true potential. It can also make you reluctant to trusting your decision-making abilities give you pause when you really want to ask for that raise or promotion, and it can keep you in a job that kills your spirit each and every day and more. That's why on today's episode, we'll be discussing what is imposter syndrome and is it even real? And four steps to overcome feelings of self-doubt. And now this is The Females. So when we think of self-doubt at work, many people think of the phrase imposter syndrome. The American Psychological Association defines imposter phenomenon as a situation in which highly accomplished, successful individuals paradoxically believe they are frauds who ultimately will fail and be unmasked as incompetent. Clinical symptoms include generalized anxiety, depression, and diminished self-esteem and self-confidence. So this term originated from psychologists Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Imes, and the concept was developed in their 1978 founding study, which focused specifically on high-achieving women. So this has been around for a long time, even though it feels like it's something that's just 
recently become a very popular phrase. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely something since Lauren's out on maternity leave, I've been managing the Instagram and we get a ton of messages about imposter syndrome. And just, I mean, we're going to talk about this in a minute, but it is really interesting (laughs) to think of like, what is imposter syndrome? What's self-doubt? What is like exacerbated by the place you're working at? And, you know, and Mm -hmm. any other number of combinations of just um, structures that are set up to have women feel like they shouldn't be going for what they're going for. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a useful term in the sense that it does like collectively describe a lot of feelings that people have. But I guess maybe what it lacks is the full explanation like behind why these feelings are happening. You know, Aaliyah, that's And, you know, we'll talk about this in a little bit, too. But that is really where, you know, I struggle is not the right word, but that's really where I kind of get into this kind of vortex of it's real. But because there are so many other factors that contribute to these imposter feelings. And and I do find myself reluctant to use the term imposter syndrome sometimes. I mean, I do believe in it. And sometimes I wonder, am I drinking the Kool-Aid too much? Because I, you know, it is such a common phrase we're hearing now. But, you know, I heard about it years ago before it was even like trendy to be a topic. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that it's real. And there are so many layers that contribute to feelings of self-doubt and imposter syndrome or this imposter, you know, phenomena. So, you know, and there are a lot of systems and structures that contribute to it, but there's also a lot of things in our own individual personal lives that add to this, you know, to these feelings as well. I want to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Bev. Bev is a female first canned wine brand that was founded to change not only the way a product is consumed, but the way an industry and culture have operated for generations. In an industry that is almost exclusively masculine, Bev is breaking norms and creating something from the female perspective that is approachable, fun, and consumer-centric. Bev has four varietals of wine, Rose, Sauvignon Blanc, Pinot Gris, and Pinot Noir. My favorite Bev is the Rosé, maybe because it's full-on summer here in Los Angeles, or maybe just because it's super delicious. I love sipping on the Bev Rosé. Bev wines are dry, crisp, and a little fizzy, super refreshing and delicious. And the best part is they have zero sugar and only three carbs and 100 calories per serving. Bev makes it easy to have a glass of wine and not overindulge, which is perfect if you are cutting back on sugar or drinking. The cans may look cute and tiny, but each can is a glass and a half of wine, which is perfect for when you don't want to open an entire bottle of wine just for yourself. Their four packs are great for gifting, hosting, and social distance hangs so that everyone can have their own can. Plus, Bev ships straight to your door and shipping is always free. We've worked out an exclusive deal for the Females Podcast listeners to receive 20% off your first purchase plus the free shipping I mentioned. I suggest trying their best-selling Ladies' Night variety pack so you can check out all of their delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com slash females or use code females at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V dot com slash females, F-E-M-A-I-L-S to receive 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping. 
we all read this article on Harvard Business Review, which I'll share a quote from it, which is, um, it was a good read. It, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but I thought it made a lot of great points about questioning why imposter syndrome exists in the first place. So here's a quote from the article. The impact of systemic racism, classism, xenophobia, and other biases was categorically absent when the concept of imposter syndrome was developed. Many groups were excluded from the study, namely women of color and people of various income levels, genders, and professional backgrounds. Even as we know it today, imposter syndrome puts the blame on individuals without accounting for the historical and cultural contexts that are foundational to how it manifests in both women of color and white women. Imposter syndrome directs our view towards fixing women at work instead of fixing the places where women work. So yeah, I mean, if it did come out of this study about high achieving women and you have a select group of women that were in that study, I could see how that's extremely biased and may not explain the experiences of a large group of people. And so generally speaking, I love HBR articles. And this one I had some real issues with. One you know, I hate that they use the term blame. I mean, that's really what tripped me up for mm-hmm. the reason that I just mentioned a short while ago, that there are a lot of factors that contribute to this. But what also didn't get covered in this article is that there has been a, a lot of subsequent research about imposter syndrome and all the things that make it up. And what this article didn't cover is that Um, And the research has been inconsistent, but there actually is research that shows that men and women experience imposter syndrome equally, and it just manifests differently. And then, of course, you know, with all the other marginalized groups, while, you know, the marginalization does exacerbate feelings of um, imposter or of being an imposter, I just feel like there are a lot of layers to you know, to talking about this and categorizing it. But just going back to what I was saying about the blame is that it feels like by saying that, that people are faulting themselves or that they are being faulted. Like I've never heard anyone say that someone told them that they had imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like, you know, because they even talk about it more as a medical diagnosis and it's not, um, you know, the syndrome you know, kind of makes you feel that way, but it really is, it's giving name to the feelings of self-doubt, but, you know, there are so many other pieces that, that contribute to those feelings of self-doubt. Yeah. And I think in the article as well, they compared it to specifically using the term syndrome. They compared it to the Mm -hmm. same thing of like calling women hysterical and how that's almost like a clinical thing. But I agree with you, Kia, like, Imposter syndrome is usually the opposite, right? It's usually you are achieving a lot of great things and mm-hmm. it's like an internal feeling that you're not, that you're a fraud. Because right. no one's calling you out as a fraud in person. It's right. like these internal, otherwise, I guess it, <laughs> I guess you would be a fraud. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I agree. It's like, it was limiting in a way, but I thought it was like, that's true. It, there's a lot of um, things to consider when speaking of imposter syndrome. I wonder, it almost like to me, and this is a like half-baked thought, so <laughs> bear with me. It's, it almost seem, feels like a, well, two things, like either the chicken or the egg thing, which which is what, which came first. Mm-hmm. Is it this system set up to make you feel like that and that bouncing off you and you going, well, now I do feel like that. I, I am this, you know, I am, I am an imposter. And then 
bouncing it back and them going, yeah, you are. Or is this thing of like kind of this, I wonder if you could take like a 50-50 approach where it's like, all right, maybe say I'm responsible for 50% of how I feel. And then I really do have to like pay attention to what's going on around me. So even if I'm, you know, quote unquote, doing the work on myself and, you know, assuming I'm the problem, et cetera, it's, it's then doing that and then looking, you know, behind you and saying, all right, but what, what is still holding me back? Mm-hmm. So it's this, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, to me, it's the thing of like not ignoring either side. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but it's just what I kept thinking of while reading this article and just thinking about it in general. Like, yeah, it's very easy for the systems to go, well, Rebecca, you're the problem. Like, work on yourself and then come back. And if you're not good enough, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's you're going to, it's lose, lose, lose. The one common thread within all this, regardless of like how you want to phrase it, is that it's really just feelings of self-doubt, moments of like a low self-esteem or low self-confidence mm-hmm. because those things still... Mm-hmm lead to all those mm-hmm. clinical symptoms, as they mentioned, like stress yes. or whatever. Um, so anything that adds on to that. So that's why coming up, we are going to discuss four steps to overcome feelings of self-doubt. If you've listened to the females before, you probably know that I love coffee and it is my fuel for the workday. But you know what I hate? When you're sitting at your desk and your coffee gets cold before you even have a chance to drink it. That's where our lovely sponsor Ember comes in. Ember is a temperature-controlled smart mug that keeps your coffee or tea hot until the very last sip. All you have to do is set your preferred drinking temperature with the Ember app, and your Ember mug will keep it there, ensuring a perfect, delicious sip each time. With a sleek design, Ember has a long-lasting built-in battery, so you can sip your coffee in any room of the house without it getting cold. When you're ready to recharge, just place it on the included charging coaster. The Ember app will even notify you when your preferred drinking temperature is reached, so no more burning your mouth or running to the microwave when it gets cold. Ember is unlike other products on the market that just keep your beverage hot and most of the time too hot. Ember offers precision temperature control. It is also available in a 10-ounce, 14-ounce, and a travel mug. Ember also just released a stunning new rose gold edition to add to their metallic collection. The new mug is the perfect pop of color for any work from home setup and makes an ideal gift for any coffee or tea lover. The best part, you can use our code FEMALES for 10% off your first time purchase at ember.com. That's code FEMALES, F-E-M-A-I-L-S for 10% off your first time purchase at ember.com. Our first step to overcome feelings of self-doubt is to reframe the critique. So we're always our own worst critics, but reframing is a way to turn your harsh critique into one that is more constructive and is rooted in a growth mindset and is something that a friend or colleague might say to us. For example, instead of saying something like, I have no idea what I'm talking about, shift that into a constructive statement like, I may not know the ins and outs of this now, but I am learning and getting better with each attempt. And you know, the other part of the reframing is reframing where the voice is coming from or where the critique is coming from, right? So in addition to making it a constructive statement, think of it as, or, you know, do the differentiation of if it was someone outside of you saying it. So instead of you saying, I have no idea what I'm talking about, think of it as a colleague saying, you have no idea what you're talking about. And then like, that is such Mm -hmm. a great way to stop that automatic negative thought cycle is if 
Because of course, if someone were to say that to you, your response would not not be like, you're right. It would be, excuse Mm -hmm. me, (laughs) what what are you talking about? So, you know, I think this reframing is important and it's a great way to just, you know, put a wrench in in the works um, to stop that spinning out. Mm -hmm. I think it's also noticing the moments when you are speaking to yourself harshly, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, indirectly when you're talking to someone about yourself or whether you're just in your head thinking about, you know, all the things you messed up on today before bed. <laughs> I think it's like realizing in those in those times, why am I thinking this right now? And how can I change this whole attitude? I do love that. I, I feel like I do a lot of reframing like constantly in my head, but I do love that idea, Kia, of just pretending someone else was saying it mm-hmm. to you, especially if you think of like a, like maybe a person in your life that's a detractor normally. Like, you know, when mm-hmm. they say like to visualize like the baseball mm-hmm. when it's coming mm-hmm. at you. Sorry, I'm, I don't know why I'm using a sports analogy. <laughs> I am not good at any sports. It was horrible softball. No, anyway, Kayleen, you're not but- good at sports right now. <laughs> <laughs> you will be a professional baseball player. <laughs> Just not right now. <laughs> Not quite yet. Close. Uh, but yeah, just just to maybe like visualize that person saying it. To, I don't know. To me, it would be really helpful. Yeah. Our second step is to identify your areas of improvement. So, you know, we've talked about how self-doubt is rooted in this idea that maybe you don't know anything or don't know enough of something or yet, or that you're not capable. And if that's the case, which it most likely is not, The recommendation here is to make a list of the areas that you want to enhance and an outline, a plan for doing so. And this list can certainly help you keep that inner critic at bay. I love this because it's, it feels so tangible. Like now you're like, okay, well, if I can't rephrase the way I'm thinking or whatever it is, I'm going to make like a fact-based thing where tomorrow I will be better at this skill. And the next day I will be better because I'm investing, like, I don't know, I'm taking a class or something. So it's like, it's kind of like you're saying, like, take that to your critic person because you're like, no, I have proof that I am technically getting better every day. So I am going further and further away from not feeling insecure about this skill or (laughs) self-doubt or whatever. But, you know, so you laugh at this, but really, like, when I'm in a coaching situation, I actually tie step one and step two together, right? So as you're saying, okay, I don't know enough yet, or I'm on my way, then you can say, and the way that I'll show you inner critic that I'm on the way is I'm going to, I know these are my areas. These are my growth edges. Here's what I'm going to do to fix that. So we laugh and, you know, it's a way to not take yourself so seriously, but this is you know, tried and true in terms Mm -hmm. of moving forward. So laugh it up, but it works. (laughs) I feel like I'm laughing because I feel like truly joyful about this. Yeah, this is my favorite step for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And anywhere where you can make a list and start acting on that Mm -hmm. is just, that's, uh, that's so satisfying. 100%. Mm-hmm. Definitely list people here. Mm-hmm. As we I go into about, number three, item number three <laughs> in our podcast. One other thing I was going to say, I remember in my um, psychology class in college, 
uh, the professor was saying, and he was a psychologist and he was saying that is a great way to kind of keep your mental health intact is if you have a list and you see yourself marking things off that list, it's like, it is that thing that can kind of like anchor you. So um, list people, you're doing, you're doing good. (laughs) I want to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Bionic Shoes. Bionic is a global footwear brand that has the most supportive shoes ever. Sold and worn internationally, Bionic Shoes delivers support, comfort, and wellness without sacrificing style. That means Bionic Shoes are perfect for busy working women who want great-looking professional footwear that is comfortable too. Bionic has shoes for all occasions, year-round, day-to-night, and work-to-play. Wherever your day takes you, Bionic Shoes empowers you to live your best life from the ground up. Bionic Shoes features an innovative podiatrist-designed footbed that delivers three-zone comfort with ultimate arch support. Zone 1 is the deep heel cup for stability. Zone 2 includes ultimate arch support for overall uplifting foot contact. And Zone 3 includes ball of foot cushioning. When wearing my Bionic casual sneakers, one of the first things I notice is the comfort and arch support. Every time I step down, I feel a supportive cushion on my heel and it makes my midday walks 10 times better. And their three zone comfort is found in all of their shoes. From dressier heels and flats, fashion sneakers and casual sandals and flip flops to weather resistant boots and so much more. Plus, Bionic's 30 day wear test means there's no reason not to try them. Return your shoes for a full refund within 30 days if you're not satisfied for any reason, even if you've worn them outside. Enjoy free shipping on bionicshoes.com with promo code FEMALES. That's bionicshoes.com with promo code FEMALES, F-E-M-A-I-L-S, to receive free shipping on your Bionic shoes. And the next step on our list is don't compare yourself. So as we all know, social media is a merry-go-round of people sharing their career wins, their personal wins, like, you know, the highlight reel. So seeing everyone's highlight reel can cause you to internalize what's not happening on your path. And it causes you to doubt yourself, but don't do that. Remember, people aren't publicly sharing their stumbles or how long it took them to get that win. Uh, So focus on your lane and know that if you stay the course and if you have faith in your abilities, you will accomplish what you set out to do. Also, with something like self-doubt or confidence, if you're feeling low confidence, like it is such a thing that is subjective to the person. If someone thinks like, oh, I am a brilliant like a painter, like they may truly believe they're a brilliant painter. And maybe in your if you had that same level, you would be like, I'm a beginner. But it's like it's so subjective to the individual with some skills or whatever it may be that it's just not even healthy or productive to start comparing yourself. Because also, why? Just why would you? (laughs) (laughs) It's an easy thing to do, but gosh, it just, it can, you know, they say comparison is is the thief of joy. And our fourth and final step is to take action anyway. So bringing in physics, science, objects in motion tend to stay in motion. And so if your imposter feelings are really causing you to freeze up, give yourself permission to feel the fear and keep moving forward anyway. And really, that is your only way to improve and build your confidence is by doing, by taking action. And taking action can also help to keep your pesky inner critic 
quiet. You know, whenever you take action on these, you know, like the steps we mentioned, reframing your inner critic and making lists of um, your areas of improvement, I feel like it's, you think to do it when you're at your lowest point. And we've kind of talked about this a little bit on previous episodes, but this is a good thing to just like constantly um, Mm -hmm. practice and just make sure that you're always on the right path and also being mindful of those moments when you feel the most self-doubt or imposter feelings coming in. I was going to say, and it's like building a muscle, right? Like it feels scary. And I think I've talked about this on a previous podcast. You know, Brene Brown has this podcast where she talked about FFTs, where the first time you do something, it feels really icky, feels really hard, feels really scary. But as with anything, you don't start off just knowing it. You don't start off just feeling confident. You don't start off just feeling courageous or competent. But the more that you do something, the more you expose yourself to the the fear or the self-doubt, the more you're going to feel more capable in your ability to overcome it. So it is like working a muscle. And not to be super pluggy about this, but in our confidence course, uh, which I'll link to, uh, <laughs> we but we the reason why we break down um, it's like a twenty one day program, and each week has different tasks to accomplish that you can literally check off a list. And I think it's for that same reason as you were saying, Kia, like because you just I don't know if you have a plan to go forward with. It's like you're constantly moving, constantly growing, and opening yourself up to. I don't know, accepting yourself and your skill level or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was also going to jump in to plug the confidence <laughs> crunch. But that's only because it's su- super, super relevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I was going to say is taking action anyway, uh, <laughs> unless you're Aaliyah who can um, reupholster a chair on first try. Yeah, that's what I did this weekend, everyone. <laughs> a little insider I'm knowledge. plugging Aaliyah instead. <laughs> plugging my ottoman that got ruined by my cats and I had to reupholster it. (laughs) (laughs) But all joking aside, we did have this tip in the confidence crunch too, which is not technically one of these steps, but it is, it it is weirdly kind of helpful, I think. And it's that kind of fake it till you make it approach. Even if you're not really believing at first that, that you are X, Y, or Z, just, just say it, like try it on for size and keep saying it almost like a mantra. And, And you do end up building towards it, believing yourself, and then you can do it. Mm hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and you can even share future topics you want us to cover. And I want to share a review that we recently got from Emily 1.0. And they said, this podcast is so good. You might be thinking, "Ugh, a podcast about work, really? And I assure you, yes, really. If you want to level up as a female professional, then I recommend you subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and tune in each week. Talking about work stuff doesn't have to be boring, and this podcast is proof of that. I'm grateful to have found Career Contessa at the perfect time in my professional journey. Check it out and see for yourself. While you're at it, be sure to visit their website too. And this is an amazing, I just want to say thank you for writing this. Kayleen sent this to me earlier and I was like, okay, I have to share this on the podcast because it's so kind and thank you for writing in and thank you to everyone who writes in. And I think we should just have a right, I don't know, advertising for us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you left out an important part though, which was the headline. Oh, it, right. Which is what made me click 
<laughs> yes, the, the title of the review is I've got a girl crush on this podcast. So, <laughs> so good. I love it. <laughs> uh, that boosted my confidence. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking to boost your own confidence, check out our newest online course, The Confidence Crunch, where you'll strengthen your confidence muscle in just 21 days. And if you need a little bit more help with building confidence and you notice that self doubt and other fears are blocking you from making decisions that set you up for success in your personal and professional life, then you can grab my mini course on overcoming fear. It's free. And we have linked to this in the show notes as well. 